what you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Patriots, join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com, Brighton.tv, Rumble.com slash MG Show. The end won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. We go all. Fight, 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 and fight. We will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. Wow. When that thing hits, I mean, when that thing hits, I'm like, uh, you know, ah. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the MG Show, everybody. Shady Groove, welcome, brother. Come on in here. Welcome to you, sir. Welcome to all these fine, fancy patriots out there around the world. We appreciate all of you being here today. It's Thursday. It's almost Friday day, Jeff. It's Friday Eve here at the MG Show. Uh, Friday Eve. I love it. And uh, looks like we are uh, making a lot of waves in the community um, with our Does Roger Stone Live video and Jason Sullivan. I mean, guys, realize what happened when we after we had Jason Sullivan on the show. They got him off Twitter highly attacked in the matrix and shady groove with three X's and three O's on Twitter. Looks like we're over the target on something here, guys. It really does look like we're over the target. And I think a lot of people are starting to really see the idea of the political landscape and uh, exactly who the players are that sort of stick their hands in it with nobody really knowing who's actually got their hands on the levers and switches over here. Yeah, like when you when if I ever have to do a song in the Matrix did nothing wrong, you know that I did something wrong. Okay, I'm just gonna say that <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're all gonna we're all gonna take note no, right now. There's no song time soon, friends, because the truth is our shield, guys, and you know we are using this platform to just figure out the truth. You know who do we want elected in 2024? Trump. Okay, so who do we need to get elected in 2024? Donald J. Trump. And, and that's who we fight for, Shady, every day. That's exactly right. <coughs> um, T. Lawler says uh, they're foaming at the mouth. They sure are. They're even doxing 
people's family now. But they say we dox, but I've never doxed anybody. I've only been doxed over and over and over. Uh, and I don't care because I have no, I, well, I do have the two speeding tickets, Shady. I know, I know. And, and, and you're actually in rehab. You did the rehab program and you got to the other side of it and he still drives fast. That's it. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> we need to keep you healthy so you can drive at 55 because it is the law in 70 in some places, you know, you got to follow the law with driving guys. It's very imperative. Field of Greens, fieldofgreens.com using that code MG show. We'll get you to better health, get you on your way to better health. Open that door. Open that door to some better health with fieldofgreens.com. Get your five servings of fruits and vegetables per day uh, with a better health guarantee. Uh, if, if your doctor doesn't say, hey, you're, whatever you're doing, keep it up, you know, contact Field of Greens and uh, they'll return your money. They, it's backed by a money-back guarantee for your better health. And Field of Greens will give you the energy you need. It'll reboost your metabolism. And maybe it'll get you to the other door that you need to open, which is the gym door. You know, getting to the door is the hardest part, and fieldofgreens.com using code MGSHOW will help you get to the door. If you can't get to the gym door, why don't you walk your dog? You know, walk. I, I walk fl- 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 Kellogg <laughs> all the time. Uh, right, Kellogg? He's resting on his MyPillow dog bed right now. Use code MGSHOW. Um, but Kellogg loves going for walks now, and he loves that his dad has a lot of energy now with fieldofgreens.com. Use that code MGSHOW at fieldofgreens.com. And Yeti, without any further ado, Roll that beautiful boom footage. We'll be right back. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There is no such thing as a bad investment. There is only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything 
everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. And welcome back to the MG Show, where we uh, try to figure out the truth every day. And uh, we just had a major win. Shady, come on in here real quick, because I want to kick this off with you. There's a lot of yes, sir. liberals that act like GOP. And, you mm-hmm. know, they try to influence President Donald J. Trump. You know, we've got a Carl Rove, who sounds good sometimes, right? Um, but he just tried mm-hmm. to an- annihilate the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxson. And it didn't work. Yep. Thank God it didn't work, Shady Groove. And exactly. I want to play... I want to play the video uh, with Tucker and Ken Paxson. It's only got 3.3 million views, and it needs to get a lot more. Let's watch it together, Katie, because there's some really good stuff in here. What do you think? I think that we should watch it together because it will give the audience an idea of what is actually going on, probably in some of these other Republican states around the country. Yes, and maybe even close to our president, Donald J. Trump. And uh, we pray for clarity and discernment for our president, because I do believe you know, he's surrounded by a lot of vicious people, but uh, Ken yes, Paxson came out of Check it out. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton. Impeachment. 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 You went to the FBI on September 30th without any evidence. That's right. We took no evidence. Allegations of bribery, unfitness for office, and abuse of public trust. He's being attacked by his own employees. Did you gain any after that? I don't recall. It's about Ken Paxson and how bad Ken Paxson is. The Board of Managers presented overwhelming evidence. A finding of acquittal is entered as to Article 1. Well, this is a resounding victory. Ken Paxson has survived 16 votes on articles of impeachment. You're the most aggressive legal opponent of the Biden administration in the United States. The Republican elected with a big margin in a Republican state, but it was Republicans who tried to take you out. How can you be removed from your job without being convicted of something? We are a huge problem for the Biden administration. Take away your job, they take away your money. And they took away my ability ultimately to even speak. Well, that doesn't really sound like the way democracy is supposed to work. If you can do impeachments like this and you can have mail-in ballots, we don't have democracy. It feels like Texas is going to be a democratic state pretty soon. I think that's the goal. We lose Texas, we lose everything. Ken Paxton is the attorney general of the state of Texas and one of the primary checks against federal power. So far in the Biden administration, Paxton's office has filed 48 lawsuits against the administration. This past November, he was elected overwhelmingly to his third term. But then within months, he was impeached in the state of Texas on a bunch of different counts, a pretty complicated case against him, alleging that he gave special favors to a donor. He was just acquitted in that trial in the Texas State Senate. Kind of an amazing spectacle, but it raises a bigger question, which is how did this happen? Why did it happen? And maybe most interestingly, who actually runs the state of Texas? In his first interview since his acquittal, Attorney General Ken Paxton joins us on the set. Attorney General, thanks so much for joining us. Glad to be here. What a great place. So um, congratulations on your acquittal. uh, But I'm fascinated by the fact that you were impeached in the first place. How did this happen? First of all, let me just say it was, as you've read through this very complicated 
It is complicated. It was, yes. it, was, it, was, it was crazy, but I truly believe it became very political. And I am sitting here because of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I was delivered because it wasn't just about the law. It became political completely. And I didn't know how it was going to turn out on the political side. But it's, it's just interesting because, um, you know, your fans and your detractors, I think, would both acknowledge that you're the most aggressive legal opponent of the Biden administration in the United States. You're a Republican elected with a big margin in a Republican state, but it was Republicans who tried to take you out. Yeah, that's what it looks like. But in reality, I believe the Texas House, a lot of people don't understand this. I spent 10 years in the Texas House. Yes. And we have 150 members of the Texas House and 65 of them are Democrats. And those 65 Democrats always vote in the block and they pick the Republican they want and they deliver those 65 votes. And that Republican then has to come up with 10 votes because their own vote's going to count. For the speaker. For the speaker. For, for the speaker. So whoever gives those Democrats the most, whatever Republican agrees to the most, gets elected. In this case, I believe, and I think that the, the... Wait, so you're saying that the Republican speaker of Texas is chosen by the Democrats? Pretty much, yeah. Because that 65 is hard to overcome. All he has to do then is find 10 Republicans because he's got his own vote. And usually you can find 10 Republicans who are either his friends or who he gives big committee summits to, like appropriations or state affairs or something big. It's pretty easy to put together. Wait, so you can have a big majority in the Texas House, but still not control the Texas House. That's exactly what has been happening over the last, say, 14 years, 16 years. That's crazy. It is crazy. And people don't, and of course, the media doesn't tell people about that. That's literally what happens in the Texas House. So we have a really hard time. The Senate is great. They, they're very conservative. They've done great things for Texas, but they get blocked a lot of times. And a lot of my stuff gets blocked in the Texas House because Dave Phelan, the speaker, is controlled by the Democrats. You really believe that? Yeah, so I was in the House. I saw it at work. I was pushed towards that. I actually ran against the speaker, a Republican speaker, for that reason, because I could not vote for a speaker controlled by the Democrats. Now, I couldn't win because I didn't have the Democrats. Well, that doesn't really sound like the way democracy is supposed to work. It's how it's working in Texas right now. And that's why this is an opportunity. My impeachment actually becomes the opportunity, I think, to speak to this issue I'm going to be out talking about. It. I have, I have a, a pretty concrete example of why this doesn't work. And here's my argument. There were two of the four House investigating lawyers that worked at the Department of Justice in Washington. And that's no random, uh, that's not random. It's not to, like, explain that a little bit for those so, who so haven't followed. So the House followed. Investigating Committee, is, there's five members. There's three Republicans, two Democrats. It's Texas House. Texas House. They are responsible for, they were, they were the ones that investigated me, and they hired, I think it was four lawyers. Two of them came from the Biden DOJ. That's not an accident. They were sent there. But you had filed 48 suits against the Biden administration. Yes. And I think that was the motivation. We were causing a lot of trouble for the Biden administration. Even when, if we didn't win, we slowed them down. And we were winning, I think our number is 77% of our cases. So we are a huge problem for the Biden administration. And that was the way to get me out of the way. And obviously that had an impact on, on the lawsuits being filed by Texas and other states. So you think that this, that the effort to remove you from office really came from the Biden administration? I really do. I think that's where it, it was instigated. And then there were other groups in Texas uh, that we can talk about that I think were largely participating. Interesting. And some of those were Republicans. So some of them were Republicans. Yes. So how did, just to, to your case really quick, how did you find out you were being impeached and what happened? I, I literally had no idea. It was, it was a committee meeting. Of the House Investigating Committee, I think it was three or four days before Memorial Weekend, the end of session. So they're busy trying to pass all these big bills, and they decide they're going to spend one day investigating me. Of course, they'd done secret investigation for three months that we didn't know about, behind closed doors with no transparency, no due process. Which you, 
almost immediately after you're reelected to a third term, yes, they begin investigating yes, you. Yes, but I don't know that. They started in March, is what they said, like March 1st. And they investigated secretly, behind closed doors, with no one knowing. Even the House Investigating Committee, not all of them knew. I know for sure that one of the Republicans had no idea until they got to that day that it was me. And he was told to vote for impeachment without knowing anything about the case and actually disagreeing with doing it. He was told his career would be affected if he didn't vote for impeachment. So those five members had an investigation for one day. They did a four-hour hearing. And within 40, less than 48 hours from that, I was impeached on Saturday Memorial Weekend without an opportunity to present my side, without an opportunity to have any sworn testimony, which is required by law. They are required to have witnesses sworn in under oath. No one was sworn in under oath. They didn't even have witnesses. They brought in investigators who had talked to witnesses, which is obviously hearsay and wrong. So that's how it all got done. It was done in less And this was a total shock to you. I had no idea. They didn't come talk to me. They told me nothing about it. They didn't tell anybody. So what happens once it was announced you're being impeached? What I, happens to you? It was horrible. I was immediately suspended, so I lost my 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 office. I couldn't do any more lawsuits against Biden or anything. What do you mean else. you were suspended? Suspended means I can't be in the office anymore. I can't direct what's going on in the office even though I'm elected, even though they proved nothing, even though they had no testimony, no You evidence. hadn't been convicted. Hadn't been convicted. They had presented no evidence. They had presented no witnesses, and I'm well, out. How? Okay, that's a very weird process. So you don't even know you're being investigated. The moment you find out you're being investigated and impeached, or suspended from your job. Yes, it's the way. It's, it's the way that I think it's constitutional, and I think it needs to be changed because they should have to prove something before the will of the voters is overridden, and that's what happened. The will of the voters. I've been. I was in four and a half months. Now I've been out of office, suspended for almost four months. So half my time of my term now, I've spent not being able to do what the people of Texas elected me to do. How can you be removed from your job without being convicted of something? It seems pretty crazy, but that's the way the law is. And I know that the, the Dan Patrick, lieutenant governor, has suggested now that that be changed. They should have to prove that you did something wrong before they remove you from operating as, as someone who was So you elected. just wake up in the morning and they're like, you think you're an elected official. Yes. And now you're not. You're just in limbo. I walked out of the, when they did it that day, I, that Saturday. I had to walk out of the office, and I've been back a day since, not a minute since. And was unable to do anything. I can't direct any of our our legal operations. So you know, I, I have to go now figure out what's going on in my own office. And a lot of people have left. It, they created a lot of harm to the state of Texas by doing it this way. Did you think the voters were in charge? Before. I used to. I used to think like election. <laughs> I'm like very sufficient now. If they can do this to me, I mean, they can do this to lieutenant. So Governor. they take you out of office. Do they pay you? Yeah. Well, they're supposed to. By law, I am the attorney general. It's 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 in the statute that the, that I'm getting paid. The comptroller Glenn Hager, for some reason, decided. You know what? I'm not going to pay you. I'm taking away. Go sue me. And he knows that if I sue him in Austin, I'm I have a hard time winning any case in Austin. Cause so they take away your job. They take away your money. What do you do? And they took away my ability ultimately to even speak. What do you so mean? We had a gag order put in place on both parties somewhere, I think, in June. So I could no longer even defend what was being leaked by the House team to, to reporters. A gag order? A gag order. So I could not respond to any... Uh, so you've been convicted of nothing. That's correct. You've not been able to bring your side of the story to the investigators, I guess. They refused. We tried to eat somebody there a little you know, sham hearing that lasted less than four hours. And they said, no, we don't want to hear your side. And then you can't speak in public about it? That's correct. This but is don't you have a First Amendment right to 
I say what do, you think. I, that's my opinion. But the problem is I can't really challenge it because the very people that put it on, in, it was done by the Senate. The Senate uh, put it in place. And so there's nothing I can do about it because they're my votes for acquittal. So I can't go challenge the people that, you know, ultimately are responsible for whether I get acquitted. I can't start, you know, attacking them on legal issues. Well, if there was a gag order, then why was I reading about the details every day in the in the <laughs> media? The House didn't follow the gag order. They leaked everything to the Austin American Statesman or the Houston Chronicle or the Dallas Morning News. So I just had to take it. I mean, there was nothing I could but do. But why wouldn't they impose a gag order on those media outlets, which, for the record, hate you. Yes, I think it's very safe for ideological reasons. But so they're allowed to talk about you, but you're not allowed to talk about your position on that's this? That's correct. Specifically told, they were. Specific, I mean, specifically said. We're, of course, this doesn't apply to the media. So then the house knows. We just have to get it to the right place. We the gag order does is fine for us because we can leak it to a, a sympathetic press. I have. We can, well, so why would the media be allowed to attack you, but you're not allowed to defend yourself? That's, that's insane. That's the way the rules got set up. It was very difficult to deal with because it was every day a new story that I couldn't say anything about, and then people assume you're. It doesn't sound American at all. It, it wasn't fair. Well, that's, is that, um, I mean, you are an attorney general, chief law enforcement officer of the state. Is this common? Well, you know, we see gag orders in certain cases, but I'm in a political position and this became extremely political. And, you know, I, I felt like I was, you know, two hands behind my back and I felt like I had a constitutional right to um, be what, able to speak. Well, you do have a constitutional right to be able to speak, um, period. Uh, I, that's what I thought the Bill of Rights guaranteed. Me First too. Amendment. Me too. Um, but... Doesn't <laughs> that should apply to everybody? How can it only apply to their enemies? Look, it, it's got to apply to everybody, including people I disagree with. They are they should be free to speak. They should be free to criticize me. I should be free to respond. But I do not fault them for having the ability to speak against. Well, me. so if you're not getting paid and you're not allowed to talk and you're being impeached, how do you pay for your legal defense? So that was the other thing. So we have a moratorium on raising money during session. It starts 30 days prior to session. So it started December 10th, I think. And then through the governor's veto period, which was like June 20th, I think, or 21st, I was able to raise money. And I spent almost all my money on my campaign because I had a primary, a runoff, and a general. I spent 16, 17. Who'd you run against in the primary? George P. Bush and a few others. Huh. Yeah. So I spent all my money. So they knew when they did the impeachment, I didn't have any money. And so they kicked me out. Then they have taxpayer dollars to pay for every lawyer they want. I think they had 14 to 17 lawyers. And I had to go hire my own team. I had no help. Uh, I had no money. I was starting from scratch. They had already done investigations. So they get to use taxpayer dollars to prosecute you, but you can't use taxpayer dollars to defend yourself. I was yourself. not uh, afforded legal representation by the state while I was out. <laughs> I mean, even rapists get legal representation paid think about for how by the many state. people survive just that. You have no money. You have no lawyers. You have no ability to speak, and you're up against a force that's already done an investigation. They already have information, and you don't have any of their information. You don't even know really what the charges are because even the articles were very vague. They didn't identify elements of a crime. So then we have to like figure out like what is it? Some were so vague we didn't even know what they meant. Like, but if I go kill someone, which I don't plan to do, but if I did, yeah, and I'm indigent, I have no money. The state pays for my legal defense, correct? If you if you can't afford it, yes. Yes. And I get to defend myself if I want. I get to say I'm innocent of yes. what I'm being charged with, right? That's correct. And I'm accused of murder. Yes. And you were accused, I think, of getting like a new countertop in your house from a, a developer or yes. something. Other things like that, yes. Yeah. Huh. 
Um, so how did this happen? So again, I want to get back to the, the central mystery here, which is how does a conservative state, conservative enough to reelect you three times, mm-hmm. how does this happen in a state like that? So there's, I told you about the Biden piece of this. Then there's a group called Texans for Lawsuit Reform. They have spent, they spent a lot of money to bring in another candidate, uh, Eva Guzman, who was on the Supreme Court to be part of running against me. And they thought that if they got enough people running against me, I, they could take me out of a primary, run me out of money by putting me into a, a, a runoff. And this group has spent a lot of money and they were certainly not only part of trying to get me defeated, uh, but they were also very much a part of this effort. We have emails where they've written articles and they send them to Karl Rove and then Karl Rove gets them published in the Wall Street Journal. Whereas we couldn't get anything published in the Wall Street Journal, even before the gag order, we were turned down for our editorial by the Wall Street Journal. We had a guy that tried to submit one. They said, we can't do yours. And the next day they did Karl Rove. So Karl Rove wrote a piece um, this summer, I believe in August, saying that you were going to be convicted. Yes. And that was gloating. Yes. And calling you a bad person. Yes. So Rove is obviously a, a huge liberal. Why would Karl Rove have the sway that he does at the Wall Street Journal and in Texas? It's confusing. So I don't know why he has sway at the Wall Street Journal. And I don't think he has that much sway in Texas. I mean, he, his candidates typically lose. I mean, he's he's backed my opponents in every AG race that I've been in. First one, and then the last one with the Bush. Very tied in with the Bushes. But he's definitely also tied in with this Texans for Lawsuit Reform. And they were communicating. And he was also communicating with some of the uh, employees, some of my staffers that had made these charges. He was he. We have text messages with him communicating with them as well. So there was I knew this was going on. I didn't have proof. But during this process, we got some of the proof that I thought existed. So Karl Rove gets straight a piece in the Wall Street Journal, which I think is the biggest circulation paper in the country or close anyway, calling you immoral and saying that you're going to be convicted in this trial and that you deserve it. You should be destroyed. And you go to the Wall Street Journal and say, I'd like to kind of give my side of it. And they say no. One of my friends did. And they said, no, we're not going to publish yours. And, And he didn't. They were very non. They were very vague about why they couldn't do it, but they were not letting my side of the story be published. So just to Karl Rove, who again is, is an activist liberal working effectively for the Biden administration, and yes. who, who shares their, their views totally and agree. their ideology. I mean, he's, he's a liberal, big time. Hangs out in Aspen, got it. But wh- how would Karl Rove still be a force in Texas politics? Are most Texas voters kind of on board with the Rove program? No, I think he tries to be a force. His, the numbers, it, it's it's, you know, I think my numbers in the primary show, I got 68%, George P got 32. He's, he's, he has some influence with that 32%, but not so much with that 68%. But they thought if they buried me in negativity, or should remember, I'm, I can't speak, and I'm trying to just raise enough money to have some type of legal offense, they felt like they had all the advantage, so he just starts pounding me with bad stories. It was a, it was a, it was a strategy. So describe, Rove is famous, not as an intellectual, hardly, but as a political strategist, as a tactician. Describe his method of politics. Uh, you know, he's, he, there's nothing he won't do, I, I believe. He, he doesn't mind if destroying a person's life. Because, I mean, what this effectively just could lead to, one is not only I'm office, but I never run again. It affects my reputation, potentially puts me in legal jeopardy. Any strategy is open to Karl Rove. He is good with it as long as he gets his way. So destroying the person, his family, his marriage. His... No, no problem for Karl Rove. What's interesting is that um, when George W. Bush was president, I, I mean, I was there, Rove was relentlessly attacked by the media as a vicious person. 
Now Karl Rove is defended by the media. How did that happen? I think they realize he's not conservative. He's more in line with I mean, Bill Clinton and, and President Obama than he is in line with our voters in Texas. And so the media is very sympathetic. And, and doing things like this only encourages the media to support Karl Rove. Interesting. So to, uh, to the House Speaker, uh, of Dave Phelan, or Dade Phelan, um, who led the charge against you. I want to, it got personal. And at one point you suggested, or your allies suggested that he had been drunk on the floor of the Texas house in your famous pink yeah, building. Yes. Um, we have the video. He apparently was outraged that you said that he was drunk. Here's the video and maybe our viewers can assess whether you were right. Campbell, send that amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? The chair has done the amendment. The adopted. The chair recognizes Mr. Mr. Johnson of Harris, Mr. Johnson of Harris, to speak in opposition to the bill. The chair recognizes Ms. Niave Criado to speak in opposition to the bill. Thank you. So what, what language is that? Is that Hungarian, <laughs> Esperanto? I, I didn't understand. Like, what was that? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, uh, it was, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, he was definitely drunk. And they tried to say well, he, he was. Or on uh, something. He was, tired, he was, he was in, very tired or whatever. Is it, you, so you said you served 10 years in the Texas House. Is, is were you shocked by that? No. I've seen lots of alcohol on the floor. I've seen lots of people drunk. I mean, it's, it's, but it's really unusual for the speaker to do that. And I don't, I, I think we have other clips of him where it looks like he's drunk. That was, that one was probably the most clear. It was at the end of session. And I just thought it was unbecoming of a speaker that he should not put himself out in public, you know, have somebody, he doesn't have to be. If he worked in a factory, he'd be fired. Absolutely. Like you're not allowed to be drunk at work. And I was horrified. No, I was horrified that the house members didn't respond. I asked them to look into him. Like, why don't you see if he's drinking on the floor? Because you sh we shouldn't allow a speaker, especially our party, to present himself like that in public. And they did nothing about it. Instead, they came after me. So he was annoyed when you pointed out he was drunk on the I'm floor. sure he was. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was. It seemed like bad things started happen, happening right away. So I'm going to watch that again when we get off the air because I'm uh, kind of sympathetic. You're not probably not that drunk at work unless you've got a problem. I mean, I can't. Yes. Normal people don't act like that. Um, so, so do you believe that his, the speaker... Dade Phelan's uh, opposition to you is, is ideological as well? Yeah, I think it's more about power for him. He, I don't think he particularly has an ideology. I yeah. think his is like, I want to stay in power. I've cut this deal to be speaker with the Democrats. I have to deliver. The Biden administration goes to the Democrats. I don't think, they, I don't think the Biden administration went to Phelan. I think they went, went to, they went to the Democrats. And the Democrats said, this is what we want. We want him out. Because that was causing some trouble for the Biden administration. And then you had these other forces come in with the Rove and the TLR, Texas for Lawsuit Reform Group. And that was the power. And, and by the way, Texas for Lawsuit Reform gave lots of money to House members and lots of members to senators. So they have a lot of influence. They give more money to Republican members than any other group or any other single donor. Almost every single one of those Republicans that voted against me got money from Texas for Lawsuit Reform a lot. How much time approximately, do you, what percentage of his time does Karl Rove spend trying to destroy Republicans? I think a good part. I mean, obviously he makes money on, on Fox and 
he has other things he does. But I mean, I my view is that his his packs have gone after conservatives for 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 a long time under the guise of being you know a pack that goes after Democrats. But I I don't view him as an ally of Republicans. Well, no, that's for sure. Um, but why is it so threatening? So if a Republican stands up and says, you know, maybe we should have, you know, real borders, for example. Why is that so threatening? The only thing I can think of, you know, you look at guys like uh, Dick Weekly, who's a home builder, and he's one of the leaders of PLR. I mean, they, I think they, they think illegal immigration is a good thing. It helps their business. And obviously, I don't agree with that. I think it's devastating to my state. And if we want to have a program where we're, we're going to bring workers in from other countries, let's, let's get some legislation to do it the right way instead right. of just opening our borders to who knows who. Coming well, you've had border. millions of illegal aliens cross your border into every, Texas yeah, every year. Right. And a lot of them have gone to other parts of the country when I mean, they're kind of destroying New York City right now. Um, but they're completely changing the country and its political balance, too. Yes. Republicans in Texas, are they aware of that? I think it's, it's probably the number one issue other than maybe voter fraud. Uh, I think that's probably right up there with that with that issue. It's 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 affecting our, obviously our border communities are devastated. You have towns that have 36,000 people. You get more than that, more illegals coming through there than people that live there. So it's definitely. I don't understand if you're John Cornyn, who's your senator. Yep. Um, how and you live in Texas, or at least part time live in Texas? How can you n not be outraged and upset about that? Why? How can you allow this to happen? Look, I have no idea why he doesn't seem to address this on a regular basis. Thank God Ted Cruz has, but John Cornyn has been basically vacant on this issue. He's not. He's not. Taking why? Care. Look, he to me, he's been in Washington too long. He's 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 been there what for fourteen years or so. And I, I can't think of a single thing he's accomplished for our state or even for the country, let alone the fact that we have a, a massive invasion into our state and he doesn't speak out against it. He doesn't do any. I've never seen him propose legislation that significantly affects it or at least push hard for it. I, I haven't seen him in that fight. No. And in fact, if you if you were to go through every public statement John Cornyn has made in the last two years and compare the amount of time he spent talking about the invasion of his own state by the rest of the world with the time he spent talking about the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, he's far more concerned about what's happening in Ukraine. So how can a guy like that be your senator? I, you know what? I don't, I think he's never really had competition. I, I, Why don't you run against him? Hey, look, everything's on the table for me. Now, now that I've been through this and I've seen how guys like John Cornyn are, have, have represented the state of Texas and not represented us, I think it's time somebody needs to step up and run against this guy that will do the job and do it the right way and represent us and worry about what, what's going on at the border. So sincere question. Who, I, I don't think if you were to do public opinion polling in Texas, particularly of Republican voters, you would see that Cornyn has the same views that they have. He doesn't at all. I, so, I totally agree. So who's his constituency? You know, he's just been fortunate because... He has never really had, because of the money from D.C., the support from guys like Mitch McConnell, I think he has, he's been able to stay there. I think those days are over. I, he I seems like a puppet of the Bush family. That's just an outsider perspective. He is absolutely, if you go back and look at his history, he was on the Texas Supreme Court appointed by Bush. He's the guy that pushed through our Robin Hood plan. He did it judicially by judicial activism for the Bushes instead of passing legislation because they didn't want to pass legislation because President Bush was running for president. So and that would have required a tax raise. Yes. And so he did it. He, Cornyn did it judicially, I think completely illegally, and turned our schools into very mediocre pros, pros, prospects because 
it made the the poor it took the rich school district took their money and put it with the state and then the state was supposed to give that to the poor school district the problem is it made all of them mediocre instead of letting the good school districts be good and and focusing on the ones that needed more help john cornyn created a socialistic network uh, and and really, I think he hurt our schools. That empowered the educrats. Just yes, and hurt our ability to educate our kids. And he got away with it. No one ever talks about it, but he did that for the Bushes. And for that, he became. They made sure he was AG of Texas for one term, and then a U.S. senator. So he got paid off. And now, whenever they ask him to speak, criticize me when I'm running against George P. Bush, or criticize me when I had this happen, he's he does what they ask him to do. He is a puppet of the Bush uh, and Karl Rove team. Do you think the majority of Texas Republican voters are on board with that? I, I do not think so. I, he's just never had real competition. No one's ever gone out there and, and, and highlighted and exposed his lack of a record of supporting our state. And I don't think he has a record. I, I wonder myself, like, what would he point to that he's done for our state in the last four years? Zelensky loves him. Yeah, of, yeah. Course, he, of course he does. Yeah. So is there, if, if you're not a t living in Texas and you just look at Texas and see these trends going on, particularly the immigration trends, it feels like Texas is going to be a democratic state pretty soon. I think that's the goal. Um, I think that's why it's so important that we fix things like the Texas House and we have a message that resonates with the voter, which we do have that message. But when you have this uh, civil war inside the party that Dade Phelan and Karl Rove have created because they don't control it, um, I think it leads us down a, a very bad path. And we also have a voter fraud issue because we now can't prosecute voter fraud in Texas because it's the Court of Criminal Appeals in Texas struck down a statute from 1951 that directed the attorney general. I wasn't there in 51, but we would prosecute voter fraud because these local DAs who are controlled by Soros in the big counties like Travis, which is Austin, yeah. or Harris, which is Houston, or Bear, which is San Antonio, they are not going to prosecute. So we were doing it. We had 900 cases. So this whole idea there's no voter fraud, complete fabrication. We were prosecuted. I only had one lawyer when I started to prosecute this. I got the legislature giving me more. We were fully busy prosecuting voter fraud. And then suddenly the Court of Criminal Appeals, all Republicans said, nope, it's unconstitutional for the attorney general to be in court because he's in the executive branch. That was their reasoning. To be in court, I thought. The I'm not a lot because it's, I, that's a, they said that was a judicial function, so I, I no longer could be in court. Now, if they're right, the Court of Criminal Appeals, they're the final court in our state on criminal matters. So they're like the Supreme Court in that. The Supreme Court does, is the final say on, on civil matters. So they were able to strike down one area of, of law for us. If they're right, the Supreme Court should tell me that no, I shouldn't be allowed to be in court on civil cases either because I'm in the executive branch. Well, and if that was right, every attorney general in the country should no longer be allowed to go to court. I'm confused. So the attorney general of the state of Texas is not allowed to prosecute voter fraud? That's correct. Even though the legislature directed it. It's one of the things that I'm, I'm told to do four things in the Texas Constitution. And one of those things is such things as are required by law. Who makes the law? The Texas legislature. The legislature passed the law in 51 that directed the attorney general to prosecute voter fraud, largely because I think that they didn't trust the local DAs to get that done because it's very political. And so that's what we did. We prosecuted voter fraud and we had plenty of it. And now, guess what? There's no prosecution for voter fraud. But that's fraud. the core defense of democracy is prosecuting voter if fraud. If we don't fix this, if the Court of Criminal Appeals, who I am concerned was put there by George Soros, because no one knows who they are. They're all Republicans, but we don't, even Republicans don't know who they are. If I go to a room of Republicans, I say, can you name one person on the Court of Criminal Appeals? I'm lucky if I can get one. And so by, I think it was a genius move by getting the right people on there. We now have no defense because the local DAs won't do it. And now I'm supposedly not allowed to do it. So I tried to get the, the legislature to pass a law to reauthorize it. The Senate overwhelmingly passed it. And guess what I was told in the Texas House by Dave Phelan's uh, team? We don't have time for that. We're not going to do it.
We don't have time to prosecute voter fraud? We don't have time to reauthorize that statute so that I have I can go back and start prosecuting voter fraud and go change the makeup of the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. I was told by the speaker, we don't have time for that. It, in my opinion, most important issue we have because every other issue falls on whether we can elect the right people. Of course, and whether voters have the power to send their choice into office. I mean, do voters have power is the real exactly. question. Exactly, and if you think about it, if we lose the state, the laws are going to change. All the voter laws are going to change. We're going to be like California where you can just mail in ballots. What I know from mail in ballot, having fought this for in the last election, winning 12 cases on mail in ballots that unfortunately other states like Georgia did not fight, I know that mail in ballots are completely unreliable. If you just mail them out to everybody, you have no idea who's sending them back. There's no verification. When they say you can't prove voter fraud, they are right. Because normally what you have to do, if you're going to mail in ballot, you have to satisfy the laws under certain categories. You're over 65, you're out of state, what, you're disabled. You satisfy, you sign an affidavit and you send it in with your application that this is my signature. And then when you send your ballot back, they send you a ballot and an envelope. You sign that envelope with your signature, stick a ballot in, and they verify the signature. It's not the best, not as good as photo ID that we have for all other voting, but it still is something. But when you change it to mailing it out to everybody, we have no idea. We have no signature verification. We have no idea who's voting. So when they say, you can't prove voter fraud, that's the system that they like because we can't prove voter fraud if we set up a system that's completely open. And that's what's happening in America. So that's why Georgia, which most of us thought was a kind of conservative state, became one of the most left-wing states in the country, you believe, because of mail-in ballots. I sat there on election night. So I told, I told the president in, in, I think it was May, I said, Mr. President, I have 12 lawsuits in the most liberal counties. I'm losing in every county because they sued in liberal counties where all the judges are liberal. Court of Appeals are liberal. I'm going to have to find a way to get to the Supreme Court or the Fifth Circuit before it's too late, before they mail those ballots out, or you won't win Texas. I guarantee you. If, if Harris County can send out 2.7 million ballots, you won Texas by 600,000, you will not win. And if, if we have multiple counties doing that, they'll, they'll just figure out how many votes they need. We won every single lawsuit, every, all 12. And I told him, we lose one, you're done. He didn't believe me. I said, you've got to watch this in other states because if this is happening in Texas, which it looks like it's a, it's a national program, I can only focus on Texas. You better make sure this doesn't happen in other states. And sure enough, Georgia, which had the same margin of victory for Trump four years prior, they don't stop it. The, the governor, the AG, they, they just let, they sign a consent decree and they have mail-in ballots with no signature verification. They have drop-off boxes. And they allow all these mail-in ballots. And guess what? Now, Georgia, that had the same margin of victory for Trump, now suddenly we have an 8 or 9% win for Trump by protecting the ballot box. In Georgia, he loses by, what, 14,000? I don't know. But it was a small amount. And I knew when they stopped counting votes on election, I'm sitting there watching going, this is what they would have done in Texas. And all the What was that about? What's that? They stopped counting votes on election night? Because what they needed to figure out was how many real votes there were so they could figure out how many mail-in ballots to apply to the election. That's what they would have done in Texas. I'm convinced. So you think that was fraud, right? I have no doubt, having been through that whole process. It wasn't just a water leak? It was definitely planned. I mean, it would have happened in Texas. I promise you. But can you. you just stop counting ballots on election night when everyone's watching TV? Oh, I know. Have you ever seen that before? Ever? Three well, you tell me. You're the one. I have you're never the seen. I've never seen it before in my life. I was like, I knew it when they stopped, and it was, and Trump is leading in all these states. I knew exactly what they were doing. They were because there's no way to know where those mail-in ballots came. Anybody could have filled them out. Anybody. There's no way to know where those ballots came from. That's that's not a dangerous conspiracy theory. It's. 
I'm, I watched it happen. <laughs> I was a part of it. So they tell me I'm crazy whenever I talk about it. They tell me that I should shut up. As a matter of fact, they're going after my state bar license right now for going after uh, election fraud in the overall election. So on top of all of this, you know, I've got to deal with the, the... But why wouldn't Karl Rove be upset about that? I mean, he's a defender of democracy, Very right? good question. Why, why, why is Karl not worried about that? He doesn't seem Well, so care. if you're Carl and you're taking all this money from billionaires, some of whom I know who are nice people, and I think they think it's helping, or Carl's convinced them that he's helping somehow, yes. why wouldn't preventing voter fraud, mail-in ballots, which you bet voter fraud, be your number one priority? I think for anybody that cares about democracy, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, that that should be the number one thing. And for the media to constantly uh, shut down the conversation about this, and for social media companies, technology companies to shut down the conversation tells me that there, there's a reason they don't want us talking about it. It's insane how you get treated for, for even bringing it up. When in reality, I don't think there's a more important issue, even than immigration, anything, because all those other issues will be affected by whether we have real elections that we can trust. And you think it comes down to, or the most important issue is mail-in ballots? For what I know, like I don't know the machine stuff. I've tried to get people to bring stuff to prove it, and I've never seen proof. So I would. If I haven't had, either. If they, if they open-minded, I'm open-minded, but yep. I have never had anybody bring me proof. But I do know 100% that they cheat with mail-in ballots. I know that for a fact, and we have prosecuted people for that. We had a lot of cases. It wasn't just like, oh well, this. You know why they can tell the narrative that there's no voter fraud because no one prosecutes voter fraud in the country except us. We used to. Now there's no cases. Who prosecutes? Can you name cases in our state? You know what? They don't prosecute it. The prosecutors do not prosecute it, even though it's a violation of law and it affects the fundamental basis of our democracy. Well, it ends democracy. We don't have it. If you can do impeachments like this and you can have mail-in ballots, we don't have democracy. We have control by a few people. Can, can you just walk us through, since you prosecuted cases, uh, voter fraud cases, how exactly does the fraud work with mail-in ballots? It's, so what these, these registrars do, or these people that control the, the election offices, election administrators in each of these counties. So they decided because of COVID. That's how they got around a lot. In Texas, we have a lot that says you can only mail in ballot if you're out of state uh, at the time of the election, or you have a disability, or you're over 65, or you're in jail, but you're not a felon. Right. That's it. That's fairly broad. I don't even like that broad because it still opens up voter fraud. But that's what the legislature said, so that's the rules. Well, so what they said, these judges, these local administrators, were going to send out millions of ballots. So I, I would have guessed seven or eight million dollars going out in Texas to everyone, just everybody that's in the in the county. Well, so if the if the election administrator is colluding and telling people where those ballots are, they just pick them up, fill them out, sign them, and they mail them back in. You would have no idea. And if you have a program for that, there's no way to know. I can't ever prosecute this because I don't know who signed the ballots. I can't prove it wasn't real. It, it becomes nearly impossible. And that's what I think they were trying to accomplish in Texas. And then when I saw it happen in these other states, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, it affected our elections because guess what? We all vote for president. We all have national elections that relate to the Senate and Congress. And that's why I sued. I, I sued because I said, wait a minute, these states are, are required by the constitution to follow their own laws. And they didn't follow their own laws. I can't prove voter fraud. I, even they probably can't prove voter fraud because of the way it was done. But I did argue that they, they didn't follow their own laws and that they are required to. In the Supreme Court, we lost 7-2. I think they should have heard our case. And that's what the state bar said. That was a frivolous lawsuit. And even though two Supreme Court justices agree with you, you should be punished for following that case. Of course, they're not elected. I am. So you think that was the third rail? That, that's what you did? That 
Oh, there's no doubt. impeachment on your head. There's no doubt that. Of course, we're also, we have lawsuits against Google, Facebook, tech companies. We've, we're starting to invest big pharma on the, the vaccine because, as you know, the vaccine manufacturers are not liable for any any damages. They're completely immune under federal law. It's a vaccine. So they don't have to. We were already finding out they hadn't tested these vaccines and they weren't disclosing some of the consequences. So we were looking at uh, potentially, we, we were investigating them to see if we had causes of action or deceptive trade practices in Texas. And as soon as I did that, man, that blew up my world. And I became, I think, a target of some big pharma, big tech, and obviously the Biden administration. Why would that be controversial? Uh, look, big pharma gives a lot of money. And if they make everyone take the vaccine, but they haven't fully tested it, which is not, true, not, and they have liability, doesn't somebody need to? I was doing it because the federal government has this this immunity for them. And I'm like, this is wrong. They didn't test this thing. And then they didn't tell us about those side effects. They had an obligation to test it, even if they weren't liable. And they had an obligation to tell my, my people, hey, there's some risk here. You should decide whether you want the vaccine, but here are your risks. Instead of saying, oh, everything's good. It prevents it. You won't spread it. All that was untrue. And that's a deceptive trade practice. If they did that, and we were starting to get that information. It seems like they did that. It seems like they did that. We, I had to leave office, so I don't know what's going on with that investigation. I will be finding out this week, but we are going to be back on that, that case. And I think that the people of Texas and the country have, have a right to know what happened. Well, of course they do. Is Rove not on that either? I have never heard him speak against any, any, anything related to that. Never. Well, so we're going to leave it there. I mean, I think you get a great idea. This is a historic case. He won without legal representation, without being even able to speak. Donald J. Trump did get on True Social, and I believe he helped him out as well. Uh, this is a, a, a historic landmark case, if I've ever seen one, Shady Groove. Man, I'm telling you, like, uh, against all odds, right? I mean, like, like he was up literally against every odd that you could possibly put against him. And it's, uh, very, it's very interesting to watch this because it gives you the idea of what we've been discussing here. A matter of fact, we were just discussing it this week. The, the newspapers, look at how the local newspapers there in Texas worked against him. Why aren't they willing to talk to him? Why is the Washington or the Wall Street Journal not willing to publish an editorial from him to the other side? Because there is a club because they have an agenda, because they don't want you to know the truth, and their power and control goes away if the functionality of government somehow magically reappears and starts to, to, uh, to prosecute these people, right? That's right. That's right. And, you know, we need lawyers to prosecute. But, you know, you've got Mark Elias, you know, and his little fund and, you know, the lawfare, and you've got possibly even lawyers, you know, that are working for President Donald J. Trump that aren't doing the right things. And we need to make sure that we are doing the right things because this is the foundation of our republic is your vote, Shady Groove. Well, it is. And it's also the foundation of your republic is, is for you to know what's going on. The big reason that we're in this mess that we all find ourselves in is because the uh, powers that be are able to prevent you from understanding the, the specifics of what's going on. You know, like this whole gag order thing, you know, they're trying to do this to Donald Trump right now. But if you know, if, if you go back, 25 years, 30 years, there was no such thing as a gag order where you could come out and talk to the press at any point about your case. But notice how, the, you know, we watch the DOJ, they're up there and say, oh, we can't talk about a case because it's an ongoing investigation. This is, this has taken root 
and it's rotten and it shouldn't be in our system. No one should be under any type of gag order. It, so in, in instances of domestic violence and things like that, that's a little bit different of an arena. But when we're talking about politics, this, this affects all of us. It's, it's our money that pays for this stuff. Yeah, it is. It's our money, and but they, but we're putting it over in Ukraine. Uh, he's trying to <laughs> Zelensky's trying to fleece the Biden crime family uh, for running cover on his crimes right now for tw- another twenty four billion guys. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> and what I'd like to also note is that the illegal aliens, and I'm going to call them illegal aliens because that's exactly what they are. Okay, correct. These are illegal mm-hmm. aliens, and our border is a human trafficking hub. Okay, mm-hmm. to let these people in. They're also flying people in. I just, there's news on that too. But we should have a nationally run voter ID, correct? Yes. Not, not somewhere from like, you know, <laughs> Germany, right? Like, you know, the, you know, the, the families over there that wanted to do a voter ID, the Vax ID, the same come, you know, the Ryman family. Uh, you know, these people need to like stay out. We need, Elections run in the United States. We need voter ID. But you know what's funny is the Democrats think that that's racist. But guess what, Shady? What? The illegal aliens got IDs. Democrats we've talked to insist that these new work perks are not going to encourage more people to come across illegally across our southern border. But it's not just work permits that are waiting for illegal immigrants. Uh, Fox News Digital has exclusively obtained a picture of the ID card ICE plans to give illegal immigrants allowed to temporarily stay in the U.S. The ID card has a QR code, a picture and other personal information. And despite Democrats claims that the border is closed and secure. Yesterday, Fox's ground team at the border capturing stunning video of one of the largest caravan of migrants crossing illegally into the U.S. in Eagle Pass, Texas. But some Democrats say this is not an open border advertisement playing out on TV. Do you see how someone might see the video and go, oh, I can come to the U.S. I get to. What you see is different than what happens. Yeah. In in actuality. So if someone is in actuality, I mean, do we believe these nutbags anymore? Shady, do you believe this nutbag? Again, don't believe your lying eyes. Over and over again, they tell us that. No, absolutely don't believe her. In actuality, what you see is not actuality. No, what you see is not what's happening. What's happening is we're actually getting a bunch of voters in here. What you see is illegal immigrants. What we see is voters. That's right. And I, real quick, before we uh, go to hour number two, we're going to talk a little bit about Arabella Advisors and what they're doing, Shady Groove. Uh, but I wanted to bring this uh, quote up uh, last night. This was uh, underneath the video, uh, Does Roger Stone Lie? Uh, Christine, C-E-R-N-2-2, C-E-C-E-R-N-2-2, says, Trust no one. Roger Stone is an agent provocateur. His creepy old derby hat, remember Clockwork Orange? Roger Stone comes in and says, never worn a derby hat in my entire life. I mean, okay, so he says, I've never worn a derby hat in my entire life. My preferred chapeau is an Hamburg. But since you are uneducated redneck piece of (laughs) you wouldn't know that. I really look forward to seeing you soon in person. Seeing you in person soon. Then Christine, who's possibly a female, you're obviously so bored that you reply to an uneducated redneck piece of like me because i'm not a mil- an expert in millinery and you look forward to seeing me soon is that a threat remember i'm a redneck so an educated man like you should know what that means you think 
Uh, 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 sorry about that. Uh, you know, is that something that somebody that, that we should back says to someone, Shady Groove? Doesn't really seem like anybody that is uh, trying to answer someone's question or be straight up and, and uh, coming out to make comments like that in public is very interesting right now. When you're over the target, you're over the target. We'll be back. Hour number two coming up. Get some cafefe. Shady, Stay take it away. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Matrix Groove Show live on Red State Talk Radio. Coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3Xs.com. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG's show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now.
to The Matrix Groove Show on RedStateTalkRadio.com. Just say, hey, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Go to InTheMatrix3x.com. We can hear you. Chill, don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, babe, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate. Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming. Cue for heaven's sake, violence that they demonstrate. Instigate and penetrate the values of our country and our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight. Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force, forcing us to sit and wait until we come together, congregate, and then we liberate. Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate. Marching on these streets of blood till I see the golden gates. Troubadour, troubled souls, one of God's servants. Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpents. Oh, This puppet show stays on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh God, come back home. This crazy world is fearful they are seeing abusers. Too far gone. I hope one day they finally see the truth. God, we need you now. I know the truth is hard to swallow, just digest it. Suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, oh, we just accept it. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Read it in the testament, these children are protected So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic Refuse to be directed, lying not a sheep Only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet uh, Silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheap uh, Drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious Praying for assistance to overcome my position Or I'm gonna start resisting and then I'll pray for forgiveness Hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh God, come back home. This crazy world is filled. Now before we're too far gone, I hope one day they finally see the truth. God, we need you now. 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 We need you now.
it shows, stays on because of you We've been dancing with the devil way too long I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues Oh God, come back home This crazy world is filled with liars and abusers We need you now before we're too far gone I hope one day they finally see the truth God, we need you now. Yeah, we're on a journey to find the truth. God, we need you now. Need you every day. Thank you for coming to the MG Show, hour number two. I just love this song, Shady. Very inspiring. All of us. Yeah. So yeah, so here we are, hour number two. Just saw a great song, got pumped back up. Got the got the juices flowing, Shady Groove. <laughs> That's right, on the MG Show Thursday, everybody. And uh, a lot of winning going on out there. I know people don't see it, but there's a lot of winning going on because of the idea that the people are plugging in, people are paying attention, and they understand what the whole establishment is trying to do to Donald Trump. Now, left and right, everybody can see it. You know, this is really good for the... People on the left to be able to see what the people on the right are doing to stop Donald Trump. Yeah. And, and, you know, what are they doing? They're, they're doing it with lawfare. They're doing it with foreign and domestic assets that are being funneled into the Democrats. So they all stay the same because they've got something on them. They've got something on them, guys. You know, whether it's sexual, whether it's monetary, whether it's cheating on their wife, you know, all, whatever it might be. Epstein's plane was designed to, you know, we have been on Arabella advisors for over two years now, shady. Is shady frozen? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take him off the screen. Cause he's frozen. All right. Jeez. Shady unfreeze. But yes, the answer is yes. Two years, guys. Now, you know, and we had our group uh, in, the, in the Telegram group. They were keeping an eye on Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX. But look at this, guys. Arabella Advisors, a consulting firm on a larger scale philanthropy, established and managed the New Venture Fund, a nonprofit organization that offered platform through which ftx.us and its donors could contribute to select charitable causes bankman sat on the advisory board of arabella advisors which provided advice on such charitable contributions so if we have a criminal like sam bankman freed sitting on you know with this ftx scam sitting on the board of arabella advisors um remember the ftx uh, uh politician said they won't repay uh, some will refund and some won't refund the donations they got from ft ftx wow they are tied to arabella advisors <laughs> so here it is right here this is the state fund di di directory right here this is new venture fund all oh, this is new venture fund look at all the different 1630 fund new venture fund new venture fund 1630 1630 and this is FTX scandal, Sam Bankman-Fried's dad sat on the board 
of Arabella Advisors, guys, which handles the funds for Soros, Pierre Omidar, and Hans-Jörg Wieses' Democracy Alliance. We got to stop just saying one. We got to call them all out, guys. You've got to call out all the foreign billionaires that are involved in screwing us up. As I've shown you from their own documents, many Democracy Alliance orgs had donations sent to Arabella Advisors' new venture in 1630 funds. Arabella was also implicated by a capital research leak for operating as an activist branch versus strictly as advisory as well. So we've told you here, and now we've got the actual proof that Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX is tied to Arabella Advisors. This is how we fix our elections. This is one way. You remember all those mail-in votes that you know Zuckerbucks did? Well, the Hans-Jörg Wies, George Soros, and Pierre Omidar Bucks did the same thing, funding these organizations. 390 pop-up funds, guys. This needs to stop. Shady, you're back. I think I may be back. I'm hoping I'm back. <laughs> that was weird. It's like completely stopped. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. You know, th this is an absolute uh, uh, must pay attention to right here because th th this is, they're like Jeff says, they're constantly trying to, to, to deter you to the Zucker, Zuckerbucks or the Facebook stuff. That's, that's to slide, to hide from you that it's actually foreign money that's coming back that's influencing these people that are in these positions, these intermediary positions between corporate and the, uh, the uh, outside the United States foreign world. And so this is a pass-through. It's a laundering operation. Yeah. And it's also doing voter registration. These, mm -hmm. This is from the Daily Signal. Voter registration charities, uh, an overlooked hyper-partisan scandal, guys. This is it here. Nonprofit voter registration needs to stop, guys. Doesn't sound interesting, yet nonprofit voter registration or the use of tax-exempt charitable organizations to conduct funded voter registration drives is one of the most important and underreported political scandals of our time. Nonprofit voter registration and get-out-the-vote activities that usually accompany it have become the heart of a billion-dollar industry in America. According to Candid's Foundation's funding for U.S. Democracy Database since 2011, nearly 60,000 grants have been made for, quote, voter education, registration, and turnout, and, quote, civic uh, participation, benefiting, benefiting 15,000 different organizations to the tune of $5.9 billion. A B. With a B, a B, B. So most of the largest grantors in this industry are left-leaning. Imagine that. Arabella Advisors controlled. Dispute, uh, despite IRS rules pro prohibiting 501c3 charitable profit groups from engaging in partisan electioneering, it's also been an open secret that the purpose of their work is to register voters from favorable demographics in order to help Republicans, right? <laughs> Democrats. Demographics, favorable demographics in order to help Democrats, guys. The voter registration industry, which was always retreated behind the big leaf of nonpartisanship, because we're nonpartisan. Go Hillary. <laughs> Go Biden. When when necessary, it was uh, protected from serious scrutiny. Until now. Um, this is the recent report called How Charities Secretly Help Win Elections uh, Ripped Away That Fig Leaf. And also, right here on the MG Show for the last two years, we've been doing it, guys.
literally. Yeah. So two years on really, August. you know, this has to be one of the biggest, you know, things that we have to stop is the voter turnout, the education of voting and action and turnout. You know, they that's why they have a 501c3, and then they also have a accompanying 501c4 a lot of times, right? And, and you know, that's what, how you get away from the education. Mm -hmm. Just crazy. And then, no, and the interesting thing is, too, you know, like uh, out here in Oregon, for instance, um, you know, the, the different outdoor events and festivals and things that they're doing, well, they've always got these situations set up to do voter registration. And I would just like to say, you know, there, there's a multiple different faceted approach that they're taking to this. But one thing is, you know, people walk up to these booths and they just sign a card and, and go through and then all of a sudden they're being registered to vote. Are they legal? Are they illegal? It's not being vetted whether or not they are. And then you also have the situation of the uh, um, the automatic voter registration. Okay, like now some states, I know Oregon does it, but other states are starting to do it. Whether when you go get a driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote. I don't think the system should be like that. I think that it should be an independent system to go and vote. It shouldn't be connected to the DMV or the government in any way like that. That's my own personal opinion. But the reality is that that what what they're effectively doing is now we're seeing right with uh, what we just reported earlier about the voter, the, the uh, IDs that they're giving the illegal immigrants. So think about that. They're, they're bringing the immigrants here and they're giving them the ID and then they're going to be able to go to one of these voter registration places somewhere at a festival or whatever and register themselves to vote. So they're, they, they, the approach that they are bringing to water down and dilute your system is it's it's diluting your vote every time every american person who wants to keep america is being diluted by the people that are coming here that are going to vote with the democrat party because that's the one who accepted them yeah that's right and so this lawsuit go unearths the link between democrat mega bo boner mega donor excuse me <laughs> sam bankman freed his parents and democrat dark money behemoth Era Bella Advisors. Guys, this is a huge boom. We were right again, Shady. Always wrong until we're right, right, sir? Yeah. yeah. We just had to find the actual connection. So uh, this filing shows Alan Bankman discussing Arabella and subsidiaries as vehicles to move money around and obscure its origin. So the father uh, of disgraced cryptocurrency kingpin Sam Bankman freed sat on the advisory board of liberal dark money behemoth arabella advisors and that is you know run by um you know kessler eric kessler uh he used to work for me shady in the global clinton i know bill all right and likely had access to the group's funds a federal lawsuit filed against bankman freed's parents on tuesday uh charge so the lawsuit filed by the bankman freed's defunct cryptocurrency exchange cites uh, FDX cites communications from the elder bankman in which it discussed having access to Arabella funds. The suit also reveals that FTX had a special arrangement with the largest Arabella affiliate, the New Venture Fund. Huh. Through which the crypto trading firm and its donors could contribute to select charitable causes. Sam Bankman Fried is accused of stealing billions of dollars from FTX customers and their funds to keep his hedge fund afloat and to donate to political causes no you think, you think like 
you think like, you know, OMG media did a great report on like using, you know, old ladies and they were putting money, you know, like thousands of dollars, but this is bigger, a lot bigger through a the extent bigger. of, yeah, through the extent of Alan Joseph Bankman's involvement in the Arabelle advisory board of the level of control he had over the consultancy is unclear, but the lawsuit shows the elder Bankman discussing Arabella and its corresponding nonprofit new venture fund as vehicles to move money around and hide its origin. Arabella advisors and their five nonprofit funds, which do not have to disclose their donors. They have spent billions of dollars operating a vast array of left-wing advocacy groups that represent themselves to the public as grassroots initiatives. Arabella spokesman Steve Sampson told the Washington Free Bankman that Bankman quote, has never had any role at Arabella Advisors. But the lawsuit cites communications from the elder bankman in which he discussed routing Arabella funds through his son. Quote, we considered having funds made available by Sam through Arabella, through our own 501c3, through a foreign entity with a 501c3-like charter, and through Alam uh, Alameda, as Public Benefit Corporation, Bankman allegedly said in the connection with the discussions surrounding gift taxes. The FTX lawsuit alleges that Alan Joseph Bankman and his wife Barbara Fried, Fried, both Stanford law professors and major Democratic donors, played a direct role in FTX's downfall through breaches of fiduciary duties, fraudulent transfers, and unjust enrichment. The lawsuit cited Bankman's discussion of his son's partnership with Arabella as proof he had unfettered access to FTX's financing. Quote, it's alarming to learn that the, to the extent to which Sam Bankman-Fried and his family are clearly tangled in the left's dark money web. America's for Public Trust Executive Director Caitlin Sutherland, we talked about her the other day, quote, it should raise serious questions and scrutiny about SBF's Washington pay-to-play scheme and how he tried to use Arabella apparatus to further his ill-gotten influence. You know, this is the Democrats' ill-gotten influence, not just Sam Bankman-Frieds. This is how they're stealing your country. If we want to save our republic, we need to out this right now, guys. This needs to stop. FTX, Shady donated $8 million to the FB, uh, New Venture Fund on October 8th, 2021, according to the July 31st court ruling or filing in the firm's ongoing bankruptcy case. A New Venture Fund spokesperson confirmed, quote, worked briefly with FTX Foundation to provide fiscal sponsorship services for some of its grant making. Quote, early 2022, NVF issued new venture fund issued grants from a project affiliated with Mr. Bankman Fried and the FTX Foundation, all of which went to carefully vetted charitable organizations <clears throat> addressing environmental challenges and hunger. The new venture fund spokesperson said, quote, this is a pending legal, legal matter and the remaining money will be returned based on resolution of that process. The new venture fund did not say which groups received FTX's money or how much of the funds remain to be returned. Quote, the fact of the the fact that the world is now only learning that the father of one of the biggest alleged fraudsters in American history sat on the advisory board of a company directing the biggest dark money operation in American history is deeply disturbing, said Scott Walter, the president of Capital Research Center. Given 
the Bankman-Fried family's well-documented history of self-dealing, one can only imagine the sort of corruption Arabella might have been opened up to. Arabella claims that it only provides back office administrative, administrative support to New Venture Fund and other nonprofit funds in its network, but documents obtained by the Free Beacon show Arabella wields centralized control over the funds, as we have been saying, Shady, which hauled in a combined of $3.3 billion in 2020 and 2021 and used those resources to operate hundreds of Democratic projects across the country. Each of those projects is managed by a team of Arabella employees, including an account manager and managing director. Sam Bankman-Fried was a major force in Democratic circles prior to his downfall in November. He was the second largest individual political donator in 2022 election cycle and has donated more than $40 million to Democrat candidates and political action committees. Bankman-Fried gave $5 million to Joe Biden's primary super PAC, Future Forward, in 2020. And the disgraced financier also gave $300,000 to Democrats on the House Financial Services Committee, which oversaw his industry. <laughs> in return, Bankman-Fried was granted unfettered access to powerful Democrats. The disgraced crypto kingpin visited Biden's top advisor, Steve Ricchetti, and other officials across four visits to the White House in 2022 as he waged an aggressive lobbying campaign in Washington for cryptocurrency regulation. Prior to FTX's collapse, Bankman-Fried's competitors alleged he was trying to use his government connections to regulate his competition out of the market. Wow. The importance and the magnitude of what we are talking about here is so gargantuan. I don't even think that we can utilize words to describe what we're looking at. And the corruption is so systemic and so deep. The people that are elected got elected because of these people, because of their money, because of the money that Arabella gave them. So whenever you approach these elected officials and you try to talk about these things, about these illegal slush funds or Arabella advisors or all this stuff that's going on, they're going, it's going to like, you know, go right over their head. It's going to go in one ear and right out the other because they understand how they got into the positions that they're getting in. I'd like to bring your attention to that as well as, uh, interestingly enough, the uh, always saying the Sam Bankman Freed, always with the three word names that they come out whenever they want to highlight the individual that it's a big operation on you. I think that you can see right now that this is a big operation on you, that this is a corrupt money laundering scheme to get money into politics in a way to where the local police, the guys, listen, the people that are attempting to undermine are the people that believe in the constitution, the people that already don't believe in the constitution and don't really care about America. They don't really care about those people. You see this, you're the people that they care about. You're the people that they're afraid of. You're the people that are going to stand up to them. So this is why they're trying to engineer the control mechanism into each individual so that they will not make a move against them. No matter what you say to them. That's the issue that we're having. And unfortunately, even a lot of these people that are being elected through the precinct committee process are being introduced by individuals and organizations that are uh, connected to this Arabella structure as well. So it's not just the left, it's the left and the right. And it is foreign billionaires and they don't really care. All they really care is having the vote in the seat and the person not talking about the idea that they're funded by them through the lobbyist uh situation that they're doing it's basically a lobbying thing that's illegal it's illegal 
It's illegal. Now, 90% on your electricity real quick, bill. Shady, but this, this five-second hack could save... This, speakers are gonna this be right here is the last time we were ever invited to speak at a reawaken tour. And now I know why, Shady Groove. Let's, mm -hmm. let's watch a little bit of this because I think, you know, you need to know this is what... How long ago was this, Shady? Um, this was oh, about a little over a year ago, I think, right? Last August or July? Yeah. Yeah, let me go to right here. Let's see. Two pillars real quick because in order to understand the third you must understand the first and second right exactly so you guys all know the es and s machines you know the dominion voting machines you know that they've been manipulating them and you know that they've been organizing and behind the scenes to do so so that's the first pillar of election integrity is the idea of these voting machines they're being compromised yeah, Dominion, you know, they've got algorithms and we overwhelmed it in 2016 and they were going to let that happen again. So what did they do? They they wanted mail-in ballots, right? They wanted uh, mailboxes that take ballots all over the place in 2000 mules. Kind of ex explode. that's the ballot harvesting. So that's your second pillar, the, the mail-in ballots, the ballot boxes and the ballot harvesting. And uh, let's hear it for Dinesh. Dinesh let's hear it. Let's hear it. Because just with that movie alone, we can overturn our election. The electorals change. Just with exactly. that proof right there. So it was really good. So who, how does it get there? Yeah, how does it get there? So who did that? Who, who, who did all that? So what we have found out is we found that there are foundations, and everyone has foundations for a reason, stupid. Okay? And these foundations, and the Clinton Foundation is at the center of it all. And I'm going to show you how. So Eric we've got... Arabella, Go Arabella Advisors. Is Who's who heard of Arabella Advisors? They do. And 2,000 yeah, Mules, you heard it there, right? Right. You heard it on the movie? We've been talking about Arabella Advisors on our show since late August of last year, trying to get people to understand that this is the way that they're bringing the money in. They've got to have somebody to make the votes. They have to have somebody to actually move the votes around, the mules, right? How is this infrastructure functioning and exactly who's doing it? So Eric Kessler was uh, part of the Clinton Global Initiative. He, uh, he worked for us over there at the Clinton Global Initiative. And then uh, when I was president, uh, he actually worked for me with some climate change stuff because that's real, right? So that's Eric Kessler. It's a for-profit organization called Arabella Advisors. Then with that, you've got the Windward Fund, the New Venture Fund, the 1630 Fund, the Hopewell Fund. Now, the new one is the, the North Fund. You guys heard of all the lawfare, right? We're going to show you what happens there. So these are the funds. 1630 Fund, Jen Psaki and Paige Herwig work there. Demand Justice. Who's heard of that? Remember the SCOTUS thing that I'm not a woman biologist? I'm not a biologist. Whatever they're talking about. That was funded by Demand Justice, which Demand Justice is a pop-up fund of the 1630 Fund, which is... Uh, managed by a for-profit organization called Arabella, and that 501c4, Hans-Jörg Wies. Who's heard of that name? Has anybody heard that name? Bigger than Soros. Hans-Jörg Wies is the one funding that through the 501c4, because if you donate to a 501c4, I don't have to report that you donated, but the 501c3 to the penny. Okay. Then they use it for education and action. And they've really, you know, the... the <laughs> They've really messed it up, Shady. They've really uh, gerrymandered our laws, and the IRS manages it. And who's the IRS for? Right? So you got these organizations right here. You, you can kind of see this uh, slide up here, and it goes really good. Eric Kessler, 1630 Fund, is the big one. Demand Justice uh, is the one that uh, did Kavanaugh. 
Um, there's uh, pop-up funds underneath there, about 350 plus pop-up foundations that they just pop up. Who's heard of Ruth Sent Us with those weird red the dresses? The Ruth Sent Us with the That's paid for by a foreign billionaire. <laughs> Do you so guys understand the, your fake votes? Fake, fake majority. Fake news, fake majority yep. by using these foundations. So this is this is a this is a lead in this is a lead into a bigger conversation to recognize where this money is flowing from. They are not you know you guys have been watching the organization on the left. It's unbelievable. This is why it is like that because they're structured in a way where you you don't see it and your news media is not telling you and they could easily show you how they are doing this, but they're part of it. They're complicit, and we know that. So this is how they paid for it. These are the same people who's who's heard of Mark Elias lately. Okay, Mark Elias. Mark Elias uh, got the 1630 fund gave uh, $9.3 million to establish the North Fund. The North Fund is the one gerrymandering all the districts. That's Mark Elias. Perkins Coy, it came off Perkins Coy, they gave him a bunch of lawyers. North Fund, democracy docket, attacking our elections, saying that, oh, it's for you know, election integrity on their side, but it's not. It's to screw us. And it's being paid for by foreign and domestic billionaires. All assets were deployed in this last election. This is not Republican versus Democrat. And you got to go to your friends and your family and you have to recognize that we can't be creating this division. The division being created is what their intention is. If they can create a division in, in the country, then they can do things similar to what they did in Nazi Germany. And so this is the same people, the same players, the same game that they ran on Germany a long time ago. It's very, very important that we understand that our elections are the center of our country. That is the foundation. And if we're all just sitting around acting like, oh, well, these people can just put however much money they want to put in there, 15, 20 years ago, that was impossible. We've got to get rid of this out of our elections. They're controlling your municipalities and counties, guys, all the way down to the county, Funny not just your state. It is unbelievable what the infrastructure is that's been put in place to control you. And they're funding the judges, they're funding politicians. That's why they're all so locked up in the DNC and some rhinos, guys. Let's be honest. Okay, we know nobody's calling for voter integrity stuff. They're saying, oh, it's all debunked, but I've never seen the debunk. Who's seen the debunk? Anybody? The Has debunk? anybody seen their debunk besides them saying it's just debunked? It's a conspiracy theory. I've never seen any debunk. I'd love to see it because we got, we got information that we'd love to see them see 2,000 meals because we can say 2,000 meals here. Yes, we can. <laughs> Right, Fox News, on the MG show, we say 2,000 mules. And the idea that you have a news media that will edit that is just disgusting. <laughs> I love it. So this is the donors. These are the big guys. We did an Arabella advisor, you know, um, dig. And uh, who was it? Um, Levin. Uh, Mark, Mark Levin. Levin. He covered the domestic side with Zuckerbucks, but he did not cover the foreign side. Hans-Jörg Wies, George Soros, these people are the ones changing your American laws, the way that we live. Not only did these people fund the vote balloting and, and the voter fraud, they funded the, the Russiagate stuff. This, these are the same people. They, they, you're going to find out that they're tied to a lot of things. Was it about the virus or the election? We're, there we just found some new information that they're funding the biolabs. So think about that. You know, look at your media weaponizing all your friends and family about Ukraine right now. And Russia is defending itself. It's defending its borders from an incursion by these guys in Ukraine.
So here it is. This is who's heard of Metabiota? Anybody? Have you guys heard of this? Okay, we got some great people out there. Yeah, Metabiota. So then we went into that. So no wonder who was the DNI when Metabiota was being funded. Wow. Uh, you know, Shady. So this is very important, and we even had Joe Flynn on the show that they're doing their own Arabella Advisors. They even have a pack now, America's Future, America's Project. Uh, you know, it's a. Uh, it's pretty interesting. And, and, and you know, I, I was wondering why General Flynn didn't really acknowledge us during this show, knowing what I know now, Shady Groove. Uh, you know, he was always very friendly to us. Uh, you know, um, this is uh, us just before we're going out into the, in, into the, um, to speak. Knowing what I know now. Knowing what we all know now. Under, understanding that we do not need an Arabella-like structure laundering money, controlling the narrative on the right to combat the money laundering, controlling the narrative on the left. It's not how we fight it. It's not going to work. That's going to create the destruction of our country if we let this proceed. Yeah. Amen. And there's another there's no thing that I've been thinking about. There's another thing that I've been thinking about. Why don't we all call Congress and say, stop pharma commercials on TV? That's how they're laundering the money to keep them going. I mean, why, why can't we say that? Why can't we do that, Shady? Well, it, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that because if you go to almost any other modern country, that's already the case. They're not allowed to advertise on TV. And up until I think that it was circa 2005, 2006 ish, somewhere in there after the Patriot Act, it became okay for them to start advertising on TV. And the interesting thing about that, whenever you start talking about your health, you see an advertisement on TV for something like Lipitor or what the hell ever it is. You go into your doctor's office, you tell them, oh, I think Lipitor could help me. That gives them the end to be able to prescribe you this stuff. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have prescribed it to you. So not only that, but yeah. then the idea that, you know, the Fox News and all the commercials, it's like literally 24-7 big pharma commercials and everything in the world is brought to you by Pfizer, including your communism. Yeah. Brought to you by Pfizer. And, you know, who listens to those commercials? You're watching these commercials and then they have a butterfly, uh, you know, and they say all these things that could be bad, you know, to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Uh, they even have it needs to stop shady they even have commercials jeff i don't know if you've seen these for uh uh um what do you call it <laughs> uh antidepressants for your pet yeah that's where we're at right now and the and the dog is in the commercial like looking the same way as the zombie like human in the commercials that you were just talking about they are they this country is, yeah this country is completely hypnotized so this is a good segue uh, because O'Keefe Media Group went after another interview and knocked it out of the park. This is uh, James O'Keefe uh, and Pfizer whistleblower Debbie Burnell crash the Williams County School Board meeting to talk to one of Pfizer's VPs. This is huge. We're here with Let's the vice president of Pfizer who's rendered mute when asked a pretty simple question about whether Jordan Walker is working for Pfizer, Josh. Hi, James O'Keefe. Um, is Jordan Walker still working for Pfizer? You know the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves? Don't tell anyone what's going on. Hey, Josh, is Jordan still working at Pfizer? Josh, is Jordan at Pfizer? 
That's the vice president of Pfizer ignoring my question. Hey, Josh, uh, quote, why don't we mutate the virus? Why don't we just mutate it ourselves? That is not what we say to the public. Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. COVID is a cash cow. Either way, it's going to be a cash cow. COVID is probably be a cash cow for us for a while going forward. Quote, revolving door for government officials, good for the pharmaceutical industry. That's you, Mr. Vice President of Pfizer. But bad for America because, quote, the regulators are not going to be as harsh on Pfizer. Okay. Are revolving door for all government officials? It's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Is this guy still working for Pfizer? We're here with the vice president of Pfizer, who's rendered mute when asked a pretty simple question about whether Jordan Walker is working for Pfizer. I mean, this video is viewed like... 50, 100 million times. Is he still working at Pfizer, yes or no? Looks really bad that you're so quiet right now. It looks horrible. I was locked in an interrogation room. They, they parked. They followed me home. Why did your company tell my Tell company? the American people, is Jordan Walker working for Pfizer, yes or no? It's a simple question. You are responsible for the death of millions. Sir. Wow. This is Josh Brown, rendered mute, his cronies on the school board saying that, quote, they don't care. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. They don't care. They don't like sunlight. They do not like it when people show up and ask questions. Williamson County School Board, it has come to my attention that your vice chair is the VP of State and Government Relations at Pfizer. My name is Debbie Bernal, and I am one of the two whistleblowers at Pfizer that helped reveal the link between myocarditis and the mRNA vaccine. I also helped expose Dr. Jordan Tristan Walker, who is on camera saying, I quote, why don't we mutate the virus ourselves, end quote. Quote, that is not what we say to the public, end quote. Quote, COVID is a cash cow, end quote. A revolving door for government officials. It's good for the pharmaceutical industry. That's you, Mr. Vice Chair. But bad for America, end quote, because, quote, the regulators are not going to be as harsh on Pfizer. Industry. So my That's question you, today Vice for the Vice Chair, but sure bad for America, end quote, we'd like to know. Jordan, Tristan Walker still work at Pfizer. Thank you. I'm just very concerned. I feel like this board was used to project to thousands of people in a recorded session and pointing at one board member in particular about his employment and some of the issues there. No matter how you feel about it, pro-con or whatever the subject was, it had nothing to do with this board. And I feel like folks came in here and used this board to send a message out. And I think that's very unfair that that happened to a board member here tonight. Hey, Dan, James O'Keefe, what's the issue with me asking about Pfizer? You were referring to me in your statement, weren't you? I was referring to all these people holding cameras and whatnot. It's called, Actually, it's called journalism, sir. It's called journalism, but this is a board meeting. He works with the school. It doesn't have to do with one individual employee. Are you aware of Jordan Walker at Pfizer? 
I'm not aware of it. I don't care. Well, you should be aware. Why don't you care is. about it? I don't care what your issue is. That's not my point. That's not our point He's here. the vice president of this Pfizer. This was a board member. This was a board meeting. This is a place where we yeah. discuss board business. Right. The school system. Williamson, right. Williamson County Schools. This should not be brought up. So, and a board member put on the spot. But you, you don't want to put on the spot. That's the job of a newsman. Yeah. Call him on the phone. Did you call him on the phone? Do you know that what he said on tape? Call him on the phone. I don't. I don't care what anyone says. You don't. don't know. You don't, I don't care. Follow it. You don't, don't care what people it. say. This is a meeting for the Williams County School Board. Yeah, he's on it. He's the vice it, president it of Pfizer. Matter. Do you know why Mr. Brown spent sixty thousand dollars on a school board position when the max is usually ten thousand dollars? Ma'am, I got no comment. Why not? You had I a lot to say earlier. I lost respect for you people. Why? The minute you started You know, I recording. used to work for Pfizer. You know that, right? I don't care who you work for. I don't care what any of you do. you do. know who you work for? You work this for the people. Not, and you are defending this someone? This is not a venue to come in. It's a public area, sir. It is. A school, it's a a school board It's meeting. a public area. Anyone can go in. We can record. We can say whatever we well, want. Well, we'll see about that. Oh, what do you mean we'll see about that? We'll see about it. What do you mean? We're going to have discussion about this. Oh, because we questioned, we used our right Going to free speech. Going after a board member for his employment. Do you know what that company? I don't, hey, I don't know. I'm just saying, you came in and you singled out a board member and had a huge audience out there on, on what his employment's all about. I mean, if he That's was, not if, right. he shouldn't have run for office if he was afraid it's, of that. No. You shouldn't no. have run for office. Hey, if, you, people, if you can't handle the heat, you shouldn't run for office. James O'Keefe, why did you make a comment in the school board meeting that I shouldn't be there? See, they always close the door. Shut the door. She was talking to Debbie, and then I show up, and he just runs away. They just shut the door. Shut the door. Hi. Dan. 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 Dan, why did you... Dan... Dan, 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 talk to me, Dan. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. Dan drove away without answering my question. I just, I just. I just don't understand why the majority of your board is opposed to what Debbie said. Did you know that Josh was the vice president of Pfizer? I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's a pretty, I, I don't know if I believe you. You don't know that Josh Brown is the vice president of Pfizer? I don't know and I really don't care. So is it that you don't know or is it that you don't, I don't care? I don't know and I don't care. So it's both he you don't know. know what I do. So, so you, you promise me that you don't know that Josh Brown worked for Pfizer? I, have, I don't know what he does. Wow. Well, now you know that he's the vice. Does that surprise you? It doesn't. I don't, why does it matter? He's he's a school. Doesn't doesn't matter at all. No. Thank you for coming. Okay, we'll be back. That would be the chairwoman of the school board meeting getting in her Porsche uh, SUV. Porsche SUV, black car. It's a black car Porsche SUV. That's ironic. Reporting from the Williamson County School Board meeting. This is James O'Keefe with OMG. Wow. Pretty good reporting there. You know, no matter what you think about O'Keefe, uh, 
They should care. And when you join a board, you do introduce yourself. You are vetted. They do. You do tell them where you work. You do tell them about your successes and what you want to get out of the board. They do interview you. They do know. Um, but <laughs> that's all I got to say, Shady. That was pretty good. It's and and it's also public. It's also you're paying for it. They are they they're answering to you. There wouldn't be a school board if it wasn't for your for your money. It wouldn't be a school board if it wasn't for your taxes. Isn't it interesting how so many people consistently say the phrase government funded? You guys notice that? You guys notice how often people say government funded? The interesting thing about that is there's no such thing as government funded. The funding for government comes from the people. It's all taxpayer funded. But they say government funded to kind of slide to the side and say, oh, you don't really have any business being here. This is funded by the government. The government is the one that did this. You don't really, we don't have to tell you anything. And so now you have a situation where literally the vice president of Pfizer is on a school board. He's in there. God knows what he's doing about telling people to make sure they mask their kids in their whole district and all of that nonsense. But you can dang well guarantee that there is a straight line of uh, of uh, prescriptions and doctors and drugs and anything you could possibly want in that school district. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. Government funded is you funded. Okay. Um, I want to thank, oh my gosh, I want to thank uh, Shalon Gemcoms is Truth. Thank you very much for that. HP Hall, $100 donations, these two. Uh, thank you all. Uh, thank you for all you guys and your team do to share the truth. I'm so grateful for how you share the truth that is backed up with proof. Yeah, I mean, that's how we roll. And uh, stay tuned. There's much more coming up. JD. Absolutely. And and each and every one of you, thank you a, a tremendous amount. Um, we're we're coming around on being uh, in these chairs for five years together, and it's been an amazing journey. And we can sit here and look at you right in the eye and say that we, the MG show, us, we have created the most censored broadcast ever to go on the airwaves in America, in American history. There's no other show that has been censored like this. There's no other show that has been attacked. And there's no other show that is well sourced or sauced than the MG show. That's right. That's right. And, and that's what, you know, that's what we do. You know, if it's a fact, it's a fact, whether we like it or not. And I tell you, lately... There's been a lot of facts that we have not liked. We just got to, you know, let's just be honest. Uh, this hard-hitting journalism that we've done, we probably broke the biggest story in America right now that nobody's talking about. In fact, they just got a troll army to troll you and call you names and threaten mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. You know. Isn't it wow. interesting? And it's, it, 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 it's only, it, it, yeah. The same games. Uh, uh, by the way, the same games, I'm sure a number of you out there have experienced it already. If you are following or reposting or, uh, uh, commenting on our content on Twitter, I'm imagining you're probably getting DMS in the background about how horrible we are and all the things that you're not looking at about who we are and what we've done and all this mean, 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 shady and mean, mean, Jeff. Oh goodness. They, they really just came out of nowhere and attacked the whole movement. No, we came from a pretty decent background in research and we are showing you the truth mm -hmm. yeah so i want to just quickly uh, also cover this this is the epoch times guys uh and see where it says you can get this article for free courtesy of matrix and shady i'm going to post it right here but this is how you get if we post an article myself Poussaint, yeti um shady You'll see this. Log in. Please log in if you want to do that or continue with Google or continue without registration. 
Check it out. See that? Now you got the article for free. But this is huge, guys. Pfizer-funded study shows poor effectiveness for COVID-19 vaccine in young children. Three doses of Pfizer vaccine provided little protection against emergency room visits, urgent care encounters, or outpatient visits. It's a scam, folks. It's a scam. So this study, yeah, found that the company's COVID-19 vaccine did not perform well in children under five. You should not be giving your children any of these things. And this, this hurts my heart to even read. Children aged six months to four years are supposed to receive three shots from Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, guys. Three shots. Children aged six months to four years old. Good God. Holy crap. The number, it was increased from two when nearly a test, when early testing showed little effectiveness. Three doses of Pfizer vaccine provided little protection against the emergency room visits, urgent care encounters, or outpatient visits, according to the new study. Researched, researchers with uh, funded by Pfizer analysis, analyzed records from Kaiser Permanente, Southern California. They included patients who tested for COVID-19 at an emergency department, urgent care, outpatient setting, along with being diagnosed with acute respiratory infection. The date ranges was July 23rd, 2022 through May 19, 2023. Positive cases were those with a positive test result. Controls tested negative and had no evidence of prior infection in the past 90 days. Children were only counted as vaccinated if they received a second or third shot two or more weeks before being exposed to COVID. Children were excluded if they were only received one dose, received any doses uh, from a similar company, or did not follow the recommended dosing schedule. <laughs> After adjusting for factors such as age and sex, researchers estimated just 12% effectiveness against medically attended encounters for children who completed three-dose primary series. A 12% effectiveness. And that's, and that's probably exaggerated. Yeah. So Pfizer didn't return a request for comment. The, 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 this study was published in the Journal of American Medical Association. Uh, guys, please do me and Shady a favor. Go ahead and click this link and click through. If you do feel um, okay to go ahead and you know, uh, subscribe, please do. That helps us out as well because the Epoch Times uh, is working with the MG Show. Uh, love tennis. Great job, guys. Great job for you too. God bless you. Uh, we love you. Uh, and you didn't have to do that. Thank you so much. I mean, Thank you know, you. We're, we're, we're struggling, but you know, every little bit helps, but we love you and you've done an amazing things for this movement as well. Uh, and, and so then you've got breaking news before we go, Shady, I just want to touch on it. Apparently, the Flynn family, Joe Flynn and General Flynn, are, are calling Lynn Wood, and we have no affiliation to Lynn Wood. We're not choosing any sides, Flynn or Lynn Wood. We're choosing the side of Donald J. Trump, period, the end, okay? But they're saying that he flipped on Trump. However, if you've been watching this, you know, battle back and forth between Lynn and Flynn, you will see that they all were at Tamatli. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Joe Flynn was there. Um, uh, Seth Keschel was there. Um, man, uh, General Flynn, Patrick Byrne, who funded all the failed attempts mm -hmm. at the vote mm -hmm. audit. Guys, 
They're at the center of everything. Is Lynn Wood going to flip on them? Is that why they call him a dirty rat? You know, when you call somebody a dirty rat, Shady, that means you're, tell, you're telling on me, hey, you're a dirty rat, huh? Or when you call him a POS, kind of means the same That's, thing. Um, my, yeah. my, my point with this would be to speak to the audience like this. Lynn Wood was never employed by Donald Trump. Lynn Wood was never in any official capacity, a, an attorney or a representative in any way at all, at any juncture that any of us are aware of on any level employed by Donald Trump or Donald Trump incorporated or Donald Trump campaign or any of it. He wasn't advising. He wasn't a hired lawyer. Therefore, whatever it is that they're interested in talking to Mr. Lynn Wood about, it will not be about his associations and his work for Donald Trump. It will be about his associations and what went on around him about the events that occurred between the election of 2020 and January 6th. And what we know happened during that time is that all the people that Jeff just mentioned all went to Tamatli and they were all planning this whole little thing that we're kind of seeing now. You guys use your own discernment. What are you seeing? Look around. Whatever it is, it is a uh, number one, Donald Trump did not incite violence on january 6th but people did and there was yeah. commanders and there was people in charge of the operation and it was not donald trump draw your own conclusions right. do your own research yeah and you know this is uh, not surprised one bit uh, apparently it was guess who's a dirty or excuse me guess who's a rat bastard uh lynn wood uh, turns witness for georgia prosecutors in trump rico case uh that may not be a bad thing guys <laughs> Wow, something went wrong. Look at that. But, you know, uh, this is Roger Stone. We, we posted that. They don't like it very much. Uh, this person is calling uh, Linwood Limpwood. Um, you know, it's just, it's just interesting to see all this unfold in our, in our um, you know, in our movement. Uh, I want Donald J. Trump to be the next president in the United States. And if anybody that we're talking about today is behind any nefarious actions in the Georgia election. Mm -hmm. Just look at all the unindicted co-conspirators. That should make your head scratch. I'm just asking questions, Shady Groove. And if, if we find out that something went wrong because of those people, we need to really make some hard decisions, Shady. Yes, sir. And we're, and we're going to tell you about it whenever we see it. We report the news as we see it. But we're going to use a Rolling Stone article? Really? Yep. Yep. Everybody, the whole community used that Rolling Stone article yesterday to run a fake narrative on you. So just letting you know, Linwood was subpoenaed to a case. When you are subpoenaed, no matter who you are, you, have, you are required to show up and you are required to answer questions. They are spinning it to say he's flipped on Trump. I don't understand how they could possibly flip on Trump considering he never worked for him. I had to go. Uh, I was subpoenaed to go to that stupid CNN, Flynn versus CNN case. I had to show up. Yes, you, were. Yes, you did. Twenty-four is the final battle. So the one after Trump is they can get Trump. It means they can get you. They can get me. They can get all of us. Uh, he is standing in the way, and, and that can sound like a campaign slogan, but it's very true. Now we're approaching the most important battle of our lives. Now, for the very first time in American history, a sitting president, DOJ, 
has indicted his top political rival ahead of a presidential campaign. When they indicted me for nothing, I said, now the gloves are off. Now we have to say if I'm going to do the truth. Forget to donate donaldjtrump.com. Text Trump to 88022. Text Trump to 88022. We love you all. We'll see you tomorrow. www.mg.show. Boom.